Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Without any further ado, here is mayoral candidate for our Alnwick Haldeman, John Logel. I'm so pleased to have with me today John Logel, a candidate for mayor in Alnwick Haldeman Township. Welcome to Consider This. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity, Rob, to uh, join you today. There may be some people who don't know you. So let's begin with you introducing yourself as a candidate for mayor. Okay. Um, First of all, um, I'm going to go back probably to my life history or uh, some of it anyways. Um, I was raised here in Grafton and uh, became very involved at a young age in volunteering because I enjoyed coaching. I enjoyed uh, uh, refereeing and uh, playing sports and, and just generally getting involved in the community when there was uh, uh, dances or something like that, volunteering to man the door or something like that. I, uh, I finished school in Coburg and went on to study at Sir Sanford Fleming. Then uh, I started my career with Goodyear in Bowmanville, Ontario. I was there for a couple years and I I was moved to their own sound plant. And I spent 20 years in that area. I held several positions with Goodyear, including the plant manager's position. I met my wife, Brenda, in own sound and uh, we raised uh, two kids, uh, my son, Christopher, and my daughter, Catherine. Uh, at, at about uh, 1995, uh, I had the opportunity to move back to this area, and I took that opportunity. So my, kid, my, uh, my career continued on with Goodyear back in the Bowmanville plant. My children were moved uh, in, in their uh, early part of high school and found the, the move kind of difficult, which I expect uh, I would have felt the same way. Uh, but they now live here in Grafton. Uh, they both are married and have successful jobs and uh, enjoy uh, Grafton as much as I always did. Um, I have... Uh, a fair bit of volunteer experience, which I continue to do. Um, I, in, actually, in Own Sound, I was on the hospital foundation. And I, in, when I get, moved back here, I became involved in, the, in uh, Alderman Court Senior Residence. I've been involved quite actively in my church at St. Mary's, both as a, um, a finance coordinator, as well as in the St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, I was raised on a farm. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, but that's basically, uh, I think that's pretty good uh, representative of what I've done. 
During the previous election, you were acclaimed. Yes. Then you left without completing your term due to health reasons. Yes. What assurances can you give voters that you will fulfill your mandate if you are elected? That's a that's a good and fair question. I can't 100% guarantee anything because health is always uh, something unknown. I can tell you I, I uh, have recovered fully from that issue and I feel strong and positive and looking forward to returning as the mayor of the township of Alan McAldeman. How are you going to make life in Alma McAldeman better compared to the last four years? Uh, that's, a, that's another good question. I intend to continue on uh, with the plans that the current council had in place, uh, like the strategic plan, as well as the uh, parks master plan. These were developed by staff and council and are good um, plans for the township's future. I recognize that uh, farming and agriculture in particular are the backbone of our township and in fact the backbone for the county as well as the good for the um, for people because we have to eat food. And agriculture has changed a lot since I was a kid. I can tell you that. Uh, it's more complicated and it needs to be supported fully by the elected officials and by the community. When you talk about supporting the agricultural community. Can you be a, a bit more specific? What are you talking about specifically as a municipal councillor? Uh, there's there's several ways we can do that. One one thing that I'm finding uh, in my discussions with them is is the um, their equipment is getting bigger and bigger, and it is becoming more and more difficult for them to be on. Uh, narrow municipal roads, roads that are um, were designed not for that big stuff, but for you know moving from one place to another in a in a in a quieter way. Uh, and I believe that we have to do something to uh, so that people are more willing to share the roads because the farmers have to move that equipment and. Uh, people are always in a hurry trying to uh, honk their horns or pass them when they're um, not safe and, and putting everyone at risk. So I think that's some of the things they need. The other thing that we need to do is make sure that uh, we are lobby with, with them uh, into the provincial and federal governments to make sure that they are capable of getting what they need. I am talking with the farmers. I am concerned about some of the issues that they now face. Uh, and I'm gonna talk about uh, fertilizer with the federal government uh, suggesting, or uh, it's not implemented yet, but certainly there, there's talk about cutting the fertilizer quantities by 20%. 
And that to me seems so counterproductive because we know that uh, we need the food to feed the people. I think we also have to make sure that we have transportation incoming and outgoing to the farmers. Uh, I'm concerned about the uh, people and, and um, the, the, the need for uh, truck drivers. The farmers need to be able to get their product to them and at the same time or get their product fin when they're finished with it out to the stores. A lot of that uh, materials do not uh, have good shelf lives. And if they aren't pick, uh, picked up proper, in good time, then they can be a problem. I, I appreciate uh, you identifying these uh, critical issues, but uh, several of those are at other levels of government. And we're talking about municipally. So um, I'm just like, what would you do to, to as a municipality to increase the number of drivers or what would you do as a municipality to do anything about legislation, federal legislation around uh, the use of fertilizers at a time when people are talking about the environment and climate change and all these kinds of things? So what would you see the municipality doing in those examples? Well, first of all, the, uh, the municipal roads that the, the drivers are on are, as I mentioned, narrow. And with the wide equipment that they put on the roads, they are actually driving, uh, you know, on the left side where they're supposed to be, but on the right side. Sorry, I was talking about uh, your last two points. I want to go back to the roads thing in a second. I just, I'm not clear of what you're talking about when you talk about uh, the need for drivers to get their goods to to market. Um, you talked about incoming and outgoing, and then you talked about fertilizer, which is a federal legislative thing and that's supposed to be doing things to, to help the environment. So my question to you was, what are you as a municipal leader doing um, about those things when they are uh, things that have to do with the economy or federal legislation? How do you see the municipality playing a role? I'll come back to the roads in a moment, but can you answer that first? Okay. Um, well, I was, I was, well, I guess I was thinking about the, well, okay. Um, I was talking about truck drivers Yes. And the need for having people to drive those trucks. Yes. Maybe that's that's not what you're looking for. No, no. I, I, it's what you're saying. I'm just trying to see how you tie that into your role as a municipal politician. What would you be doing that would change that, make it better for the farmers? Um, that's I, I can't answer that. Oh, okay. I, I, I just I was wondering. And the fertilizer again. You know, as a municipal politician. You know, I know they're facing this as an issue, and I know it's a very important issue, and you're right to identify it. Of course, it's serious, but what would you as a municipal politician do on behalf of farmers in your municipality to make it different? Please. Okay, I would I would uh, work with them to convince the, the politicians that we need that fertilizer to stay at the same levels that they are now. Otherwise... Those people have invested lots of money in, in big and heavy equipment, and they're not going to be able to meet the needs of, uh, you know, to pay for the, the, all of that equipment they've got. It will become very inefficient or less efficient, is a better word for it. Thank you. And now let's go back to the roads. So something roads are something that the municipality does have control over. So when you're talking about doing this, 
how would you like how would you create a solution because obviously you know it's a lot of money to to widen roads uh to maybe pave them differently there's that's quite expensive and, and time consuming it just doesn't happen overnight what would be your program or how would you address this as a municipal leader uh, without causing taxes to go through the roof or or getting it done in a timely way well first of all i think you have to look i'm i'm hearing from lots of residents and it does tie in that the uh, vehicle vehicular traffic is traveling way too fast. Our our roads are are most of our roads are uh, set up to run at eighty kilometers an hour, but with heavy equipment on there and the people trying to um, partake in uh, cycling, walking on those roads with the vehicles. Uh, as well as the agricultural traffic, it's difficult and unsafe in some cases. And I think we have to do a better job of, and I'm uh, I'm going to say, uh, widening the road, putting in safety barriers that cost money, but they have to be done in order to make the, the roads um, safe for all the vehicles and people that want to be on them. I'd like to start to talk now uh, about some of the other issues that uh, are facing Alnwick Haldeman Township. What is your view of the Lakeport Beach development? That's a uh, that's a fair question. I um, have have seen a presentation by the Land Lab Group, um, and the information that we are getting so far doesn't give us too much to work with. So I to say, okay, I'm in favor or against it, that would be unfair. I, I did listen to that impression or that, and my impression was that they are not at the plan, uh, planning stage or they are at the planning stage, but certainly not at the stage to where they can make presentations. They um, haven't done or haven't received any of the required plans uh, pardon me, um, studies that would be needed. I didn't like the way that they uh, started off going with an MZO, which is a um, the minister uh, zoning order. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but uh, so a couple of things. Um, I don't think they're, they're talking, so they would first of all have to convince me that they're um, plans are uh, capable of being done. And of course, that's done by studies. Secondly of all, they are talking about uh, a five-year five, five -year window to build 800 homes. And, and with the number of people that are available in the construction industry this, these days, I don't think even if they were to get uh, approval, they were going to get anywhere near to building all them homes. I am concerned, very concerned about the uh, structural uh, infrastructure that uh, we currently have and whether it's capable of handling the uh, 800 to 1500 cars a day. I am concerned about having to cross uh, a bridge or pardon me, the railway tracks 
uh, with uh, safety equipment, uh, emergency equipment is probably a better way to put that. Um, I have one other point, I, I, it slips my mind now, but so um, to, to, to make a long story short, I can say, oh, the other, my other point was they presented a, their figures for um, all the benefits that the, the township would achieve. And I don't think that was ever peer reviewed. So I would have to see, uh, I would have to see some uh, other people do those calculations. And, and, you know, there's, there's, I guess the other thing that would, I, I hear there's concerned about the cost of water and the cost of a sewage plant. Well, I know that that would not be come on, come on to the taxpayer. That is something that is uh, normally put into any subdivision agreement that the owner install and, and, and uh, make all of that uh, equipment available, the process available, and turn that over to the township after all of that has been completed and it's proven that it works properly. Just to go back for a couple of things, because you said a lot of important things in that. First of all, MZO or MZO um, is, uh, if I understand correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the minister. Um, if a developer is not very happy with the municipal process and feels that things are being unnecessarily delayed, uh, they can appeal to the minister and the minister can uh, give approval overriding whatever the municipality decides. Am I correct in defining what that is? Are we talking about the same I, thing? I believe you're, you're at least partially correct. Sometimes it has nothing to do. I, I and then uh, from my understanding, in this case, it had nothing to do with uh, the uh, municipality holding stuff back. They they were going to. They thought they could do a shortcut by getting this MZO approval yeah. before actually uh, do making all the applications. Yeah. Uh, that that may be their assumption. My understanding is is that there has to be some municipal process to have a delay. But we could. I won't haggle with you. I, I either way, it's it's overriding whatever the municipality wants and the minister decides. Well, the, the, yes. The, actually, my understanding of it is the municipality or my understanding of land labs came to the township and asked if they would approve going to an MZO process. Okay. Thank and you for clarifying it. Yeah. And then, and actually, it was my understanding that was turned down by a council of the day in about almost a year ago by a three to two vote. Okay. We talked earlier about uh, Alnwick Haldeman being a, a, a municipality that has a lot of agricultural land and agriculture is a big part of the industry. How do you feel about the Lakeport Beach development in the context of the loss of agricultural lands? Um, th that's a good, uh, another good question. There's about 300 acres of land there that is, to my understanding, uh, not uh, not level one agricultural land. I think it's about a three or a four, but I don't know that for for hundred percent for sure. But that's my understanding. 
Um, I'm more concerned or as concerned about the continuing process of, of taking acreage of land that could be good rule and putting it in one location, an acre here and an acre there and an acre here and an acre there, um, which divides up the township, which is good, but it, it, it also puts more people on the roads with their, with their vehicles, small vehicles and compete competition all the time. I'm coming back to the roads again because I think it's an important, really important issue. Um, and, and I know that there is 300 and is it, I believe it's 300 and some odd acres of, of, of um, agricultural land that's being lost by the province every day. Well, we're talking 300 acres of land for the whole, uh, I guess, for the township of Alan Calderman, which is big, but it's not, and we have never done anything like this before. To my knowledge, the other thing that I I must say that this property is uh, has been zoned by uh, a court order through the OMB as uh, Lakeshore residential. So the, uh, it's not been approved by the township or the county because it's never been uh, the, those ass assessments have never been done. But uh, in about 2016, I believe, there was an OMB hearing uh, and there was two phases in that OMB hearing. The first one was, can this property be used for uh, Lakeshore resi uh, residential? And the, and the judge said, yes, it can be used. And it also said for phase two, the township and the county must approve whatever is going to be done with those residential uh, prop this residential property before any work can be done. I want to also ask you. There, there's a lot in there too, but I, I want to move on if I can. Um, on I, to I the. Wanna, I, can I can I just say one thing? Oh, of I course. Am, I am certainly not. Uh, hundred percent in favor of a, a uh, development of the land lab suggestion. I think I think to be uh, fair to the residents of the township, we have to look at this proposal, uh, find out uh, what is you know good stuff and what isn't, and then make a decision. But all we're getting now is is plans uh, that haven't been approved or, or anything like that. We're getting figures that can could be quite misleading. And until we get commitment from, and the other thing too is, I think we have to get full commitment from the county uh, with roads. We also have to talk with our neighbors, like Cramie, because this well, is a. This I want to talk to you about that. Can I talk to you about that? Because that that's something that nobody's really talking about is the impact on Cramie Township because it's located almost adjacent to the village of Colborne. And it's gonna have huge impact on uh, the services and, and uh, you know, a lot of things uh, related to Colborne. Um, I just wondered how you would approach resolving that because uh, 
you know, they must certainly have thoughts and ideas and want to understand what's going to, how it's going to impact upon them. Well, that, I, I, I can't say whether that's been done or not, because I, I don't know. But it would have it would have to be certainly in a um, meetings with staff from both of the, the municipalities as well as and come up with some good ideas as well as as uh, as the councils, because I know that Cramy uh, is expanding real quickly on their own right now. And as far as the services like water and uh, sewer, that will not affect it, but certainly a, Anybody that's going to uh, live in this proposal is going to need quick or, or reasonably quick, safe access to the 401. And that and the, and the closest place is through the um, is it highway or County Road 25, which is the um, the um, interchange for Colborne. So that I was also thinking be... about, you know, the, the economic impact, you know, people are going to need to shop for groceries. People are going to, you know, restaurants, you know, other services, yes. right. That kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, about a quarter, 800 homes is going to have a huge impact on all the families and schools and, you know, it, it, you're, you're up, Robert, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, there's been no consultation that I'm aware of with schools, with buses, with, and that is all, it's, this is a big picture, a big, big picture that everybody has to be involved in. And I think with the, um, with the assessments, you're going to get that. But right now it's, it's, it's just a, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say pie in the sky because that's not what it is, but it's just a, a plan that nothing has been proven or looked at uh, to see if it's actually achievable. And, you know, the 800 homes, I, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the, that's the figure that they were, we're hearing, but is, is it, is that too big? Is it 500 more reasonable? Is 200 more reasonable? I don't know. I do know that the original phase, like I was mentioning, phase one was approved, or pardon me, was uh, to be considered for about 60 to 65 homes executive homes they called them how do you react to the county's plans for uh agricultural lands and i'm i'm thinking now specifically if you know if you look at the minutes of your planning committees uh meetings they're jam-packed with people looking for developing individual lots now with the county wanting to concentrate development in focused places like hamlets and villages and towns are you concerned at all that this kind of piecemeal development will impact um, the township, do you think it's a good thing or do you think it's a bad thing? Well, I think, I think, uh, if you're talking about this, particularly one for land labs, uh, I think. No, I'm that... not. I'm talking, sorry. I'm not talking about land labs now. I'm talking about okay. if I, when okay. I look at your planning committee, uh, agendas and your minutes, there are all kinds of applications for certain lots to do construction, to renovate, to, uh, build new homes but on individual lots. And yes. I know that the county under its plans for both for uh, protecting agricultural lands and natural heritage, that they're, they want to have town, the townships and the municipalities concentrate uh, development in hamlets and villages and towns. So that's obviously, if you're mayor, that's gonna have an impact on how development uh, other than Lakeport 
is going to take place. And I just wondered what your opinion is. Okay. Is this a good thing or okay. this is a bad thing? Okay. Uh, Grafton just recently or almost recently completed a 44 uh, house subdivision called Glens of Antrim. This has been going on for about five to six years, the product or the, uh, the production or manufacturing of the homes. There is a second one that is, is I believe has gone to council now for a, tw a 12 home subdivision. There's one right behind that with uh, 60 homes. And I believe that's owned by the Fidelity group who developed properties. There's another one that uh, it's called Grafton Heights, located on the four or right on the corner, uh, four to four hundred one and the uh, County Road twenty three, right on the top of the hill. That's for another fifty uh, home proposal. So there's lots of stuff going on here in the village. There's talk about uh, expanding the village to the uh, west. A property owner has said that he would be willing to give up his farm land uh, to do that. And that could be, that's probably a long time away. The other thing that I would like you to be aware of, Rose Neath, uh, before my time, um, I made an application and to my understanding, it was approved for a subdivision of about 12 homes to the north uh, east corner of the, of the hamlet. And uh, it has sat for at least 20 years, but I understand now that uh, the people that own that uh, have gone to council and are talking about uh, uh, finishing or, or starting to do some groundwork there. So if and, you become mayor, what's going to happen with affordable housing and rental options? I mean, you know, it's great that all these plans are there, but uh, are they going to be affordable housing? Is it is there going to be rental opportunities in this? Uh, what are you going to do to ensure that housing is affordable and that people who are looking to find places to rent can have a place to rent? Okay. Um, first of all, uh, my understanding of the land lab proposal is to have uh 10 or 15% of uh, those homes under market value. They also talked about um, senior residents, uh, smaller, smaller individual homes that people could, uh, and, and they would also have um, assistant living on there as well. So that's a little bit off your, your question, but um, I would have to say that, although we don't, uh, hear too much about um, homelessness in our township. I'm sure there is some there. And I know that some of our people are, are finding it difficult um, because partly because of COVID, because that, that certainly threw a, a wrench into everything. But uh, when you go knocking on doors, people are, are, are willing to talk about some of the uh, some of the challenges that they're having in uh, in in uh, you know living in the in the country and having to uh, pay for a car and getting to doctors appoint appointments and that type of stuff. The township has an ambitious parks and recreation master plan. What is yes. the future of the Haldeman Memorial, the Grafton Arena, in your mind? In my mind, uh, that building is sixty eight years old. I think uh, we owe it to our kids to keep it running uh, as long as we can, as 
and as long as that's safely. And I just don't see uh, the need to build another uh, replacement building because they're just currently there's just not enough uh, support to keep that something like that going, especially when you consider Coburg has what three three ice rinks, uh, Brighton has one, Cramy has one, Baltimore has one plus another one. I just don't see the, the and Warkworth has another one. I just don't see the need for uh, or the consideration to rebuild. It would be nice, but I don't think that I think it's at, at best it's going to be a um, 30 split, 30 30 split between the province, the, the feds, and, and the township. And like the Millbrook just built a, in the last few years, an arena that was supposed to be built for 15 million and ended up being 18 million, but they're expanding. So they may have, they might, could be supported, but it's just not feasible for our township. There will be a major change in the way that the OPP will be governing, uh, starting with your term if you're elected. What is your view of the changes from the five individual OPP committees into one? And do you think you'll be able to still maintain control over how your municipality is policed? I've, I've sat on the uh, different uh, police committees, community policing for one, and which was all part of the uh, OPP uh, service, as well as the Police Services Board. I think uh, based on the good working relationship that we have with the OPP and with member municipalities, I think it's, it's a good thing to amalgamate into one Police Service Board. How do you see think, the new system providing better services to the township then? I got to think about that for a second. I think I think there's duplication. You know, I think there's a, first of all, the OPP, that takes an awful lot of their time to, to attend those five different meetings. We all have similar problems or challenges. And we have... Uh, we cannot we cannot afford to keep spending uh, excess money on police services boards when we could be using that time and money for um, mental health, for homelessness, for all of the diff other different things that are coming at us and the OPP. There's been a steady increase in property taxes um, over the last term of office. And um, there may be some people who are listening who might be concerned about their property taxes going up. What do you want to say to those people who have that concern? Okay, I would like to say that um, when I first got on council, uh, we were um, in rough shape as far as our, our assets. Our roads were uh, considered in the poor level. I think 80% of them were. Our bridges were uh, unable to be maintained in the properly. 
and we didn't have any uh, real water systems in place. So I think that um, the township has done a pretty good job in the last 10 years of improving the, that infrastructure. I think that uh, we've also built a new uh, fire hall. We're in the process of building a new public works building. Both of those were in, uh, desperately needed. I don't see, uh, I think the, the, the township borrowed money uh, to uh, have those facilities built. And I don't, in my opinion, there's not a need for any major construction like that for the next several years, several terms of council. Well, a couple terms of council. I think we have to maintain uh, those roads though, because if you don't maintain them, they fall apart on you and then you're suffering for time and time and time again to get them back to those uh, areas. The other thing that we, uh, the township was in dire uh, shape 10 years ago or 12 years ago for uh, fire equipment, fire apparatuses that were 15, 20, 30 years old. And the township has got uh, improved the equipment um, and, and the same for public works and their, and their trucks, their loaders and that type stuff. I think that at the same time, uh, we are going to be challenged with the, the asset management report that council received uh, not too long ago. And uh, it was indicating that uh, we are not spending enough money on capital to maintain the, uh, the capital that we have in place. So I, I think that's going to be a, a major challenge, especially with the asset management plan that the uh, province has and has legislated for the different municipalities to work on. You, you've raised a lot of important issues and I appreciate it very, very much, but I was talking about taxes going forward. So what are you saying? Um, All of that put together then, are taxes going to be going up and by how much in, in your term of office if you're elected? Uh, I My cap, uh, campaign platform says we will hold our tax increases below in annual inflation rates for every year between 2023 and 2027. So if inflation is sitting, what, 7 8% right now, and if that's the case come uh, the end of uh, this fiscal year and you're going in, so is it possible that there'd be a 6 or 7%, uh, 6 or 5% increase in taxes? Is is that how that formula works? Or, Well, um, I think we really have to, first of all, I don't, I don't believe that our staff can be um, can can manage with uh, in, uh, increases of zero or one or two percent when inflation is is six and seven percent. That's just not uh, fair to them or anybody else. I think you have to look at your operating costs and see where uh, you can save money on that and whether that be um, I don't know one less uh, community center or, or uh, one less trip uh, down the roads. Uh, if there's, uh, but as long as they're maintained and being safely, I think that's what we have to work towards. 
I'd like to know what you do when you're not doing politics or running for mayor. How do you relax? Uh, what do you do for fun? Or do you have any hobbies or guilty pleasures? Um, I like to golf. I I read a fair bit. I have uh, uh, we have a, a pool, and we, as I was mentioning, our our families. I think I mentioned that they live in Grafton, anyways. My son and daughter. Uh, my son lives a uh, half a mile away with his three children and his wife. And my daughter lives across the road with uh, her two children. And, uh, and they're all about that. My, my oldest has just become a teen. Uh, my oldest grandchild has just become a teenager. And the other four are within three years of her. So they're, they're a good group and they're well fit together. And, they, and I love going to their sports games and their football and their dancing and, and that type of stuff. And I, I garden a lot. Oh, great. You said you read. What sort of things do you like to read? I like to read business magazines, and 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 I like to read uh, uh, just relaxing stuff as well. And I consider that you know stories, and and I like watching sports too on the TV. So I do get some relaxation. But I'm a, I'm a person that likes to uh, uh, keep busy, keep active. And I'm not doing, you know, running because uh, for the money or nothing like that. I'm doing it because I love my community. I want to help to improve it in any way possible. And I want to keep busy. That leads me into my last question, which is why will you be a, a good mayor? I will be a good mayor uh, because of from past experience. I... Uh, like I like what I do. I like to listen to people. I like to form opinions after I get all of the information. I am uh, very frugal. I don't like to spend township money anywhere any different than I like to spend my own. Uh, because I'm, uh, you know, I uh, I was raised uh, in a in a home that. We didn't have very much money, and uh, I learned early that every dollar saved is a dollar earned. And when it comes to retirement and that type of stuff, it's nice not to have to worry about uh, where their next meal's coming or anything like that. John Logo, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. I want I appreciate the opportunity, Rob. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so hopefully uh, it works out okay for you. I enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to talking with you again. That was John Logel, candidate for mayor of Alnwick Haldeman. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, 
please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.